Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Welcome to another broadcast here. I'm evangelist John Thiel Maasbach speaking to you all the way from the Netherlands or also known as Holland, the country of the wooden shoes and the windmills and tulips. Yes, it's a country that is blessed by the Lord, a country where God has brought revival in past years, a country that's also in need of another fresh encounter with the Lord. Also a country yeah, that needs God's grace and God's mercy and forgiveness. But from this nation, we have been able to reach the world. Over 70 years now, the Johan Maasbach World Mission has stretched out her arms to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God has blessed us. And I hope you're blessed today by this new broadcast. I also hope it will encourage you to pray for us because we need your prayers as we are also praying for you. And I hope you will lift us up in prayer our leaders and the churches the ministry and our outreaches yes that God will be graceful to us as he has been in all recent years and will continue to do so so we can continue to be a blessing to you today I want to speak to you about the father the father oh I don't know what you think of when you think of father. Maybe you had a great father and so that example in your life has made it that you have a greater understanding of the Lord God as your heavenly father and given you a greater love for him. But maybe your household, your home was not so wonderful and because of the way your father treated you or maybe he was never there for you or maybe he beat you or... He was unreasonable to you or he did not set a great example for you. Maybe because of that you have a distorted vision of the heavenly father. Well, you know, these earthly homes, they are a representation. Yes, surely they are from the heavenly fatherhood. But let me tell you, if you want to know what the real fatherhood is, you need to go to scripture and you need to find out that God is the perfect father and maybe exactly you who must say I had such a horrific childhood and I hate my father oh today I pray that the Lord will touch your heart your life and that you will receive what you have longed for and missed in your life through the fatherhood of God in your life, that he will be that great father who he is. He is the perfect father. And I hope you will open your heart, your life for him. And to do this, I want to go to the book of Ephesians. You know, the book of Ephesians is a book that is very known for the armor of the Lord and for that warfare. And of course, we go to those chapters, chapter six, to read about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate, etc., etc. But as I was going to the book of Ephesians and rereading it again, oh, I was amazed how much it talks about the Father and about our relationship with the Father and how he is the glorious Father, the loving Father, the Father of Jesus, but also our Father. Oh, how wonderful today to be able to know God, the Creator, as a heavenly, gracious Father in your life, in my life, in our life. You know, in chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace be to you and peace 
from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you can read over that. You can say, oh, praise the Lord. You know, we have the benediction in the services and we bless the people and we speak about the grace of God and we speak about the peace of God and it may be upon us. And sometimes we can hear it as an automatic prayer or something that just is read and those words can lack its real meaning. But we need grace and we need peace. And today it is my prayer that you who are in a situation in your life that maybe things are not going so well, maybe you're sick in your body, or maybe your mind is so distressed, or maybe you're feeling even a spirit of depression upon you, maybe you're healthy, but your child is sick, or maybe everything is wonderful, you have money on the bank, but your marriage is a mess, and it looks like you're going for a divorce Maybe all is right at home, but things are so wrong at the workplace and maybe you'll be fired. And what does that mean for your paycheck and for paying the house bills, etc., etc.? And you feel such a pressure and such a weight. Well, today, oh, I have good news for you. Hallelujah. You have a heavenly father and he knows what you need and he will take care of you. You know, in recent weeks, I was awake at night so many times while I always wake up in the night to pray. That's not so unusual. It's a great time to pray. And so I sat down with my wife and we were talking together and I shared with her all the things that I was praying for. And these were some small things, but also some major things and even some things in world, you know, talking about the world, about world situations, and but also personal things in our home and, and in our family that need prayer. And so we were sharing these things and she wrote me such a sweet card when I was going on a mission trip about this prayer but also not just prayer but releasing it in the hands of God we have always lived like that that we will not fight and battle those things that Christ has fought for us but that we will stay in the peace of the Lord and you know in this verse it says grace be to you and peace be to you from God oh that's a wonderful thing and I have found out in whatever circumstance you can be in your life be it in the things of your body or mind or things of your family, home or marriage or or things of business or finances that in the midst of those dark times and problems and, and things you don't know how to get through, you can still live under a blue sky, a blue sky that is filled with the sun rays of light hitting you, touching you, the smile from heaven. It's filled with that breath of air, the fresh air that fills your lungs and helps you to rise up and be strong. Oh, and it gives that refreshing rain to just refresh you. Yes, in the midst of all those circumstances, if you know that God is your father, if you know that you are surrendered to him and you live in the bosom of the Lord, I'm not saying on the bosom of the Lord, but in the bosom of the Lord, I tell you, you can have that blue sky in the midst of all this worldly darkness in your life because you know, you know by faith, you know out of experience that God is a true good father and he does have all things concerning your life in his hands and he does make all things wonderfully well. Oh, isn't it wonderful to have that grace like that blue sky to help you with your daily needs but you know that peace it is like that vast blue ocean 
where all is calm, all is being carried by the water. Oh, that peace of the Lord, when you jump in that peace of God, when you jump in that peace of the Father, oh yes, you pray, I pray, and I have prayed, but there's a difference in praying your list to the Lord and then taking that list in your pocket and carrying it all day with you again, or reading that list, praying that list to the Lord and releasing it to him and jumping in that ocean of peace, being carried in that blue ocean of calm and tranquility, knowing that he is carrying you, hallelujah. And today I want to encourage you, oh, like it says here, grace be to you from God the Father, peace be to you, that in the midst of whatever is going on in your life, today step under that blue sky, let the sunlight hit you and make you warm and strengthen you. Oh, breathe that fresh air in your lungs and rise up in strength and be refreshed by those rains. Oh, jump in that ocean of peace and be carried by the peace of the Lord today, knowing that he will make all things well. Or doesn't the Bible say that worrying does not add one inch to your height? It doesn't give one more day to your life. It doesn't help you whatsoever. Worrying, no, give your worries to the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you know, in that third verse, it says of chapter one, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You know, the way I'm describing how you can live as a child of God. In this world of difficulties and world of pain and problems, you can live under that blue sky. You can float in that blue ocean. That is the way that Jesus lived. That is the example that we have. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with all those spiritual gifts that he himself experienced while he was here in this world in the flesh. He lived in the bosom of the Father. He lived in that bosom of the Father because he had surrendered all to the Father. You know, he didn't want to turn one stone into bread when he was hungry and tempted to do so. He didn't want to do it because he trusted the Father, knew what he needed and would give it when he needed it because he would supply for the body that he had supplied for, that he had given to Jesus. Oh yes, sometimes we are being pressed and we are in a temptation to move ahead in our own strength and to do things that we feel are within our power to do, but we know that we should wait upon the Father because it's the wrong motive. It's the wrong incentive that is making us to progress in those things and then to wait upon the Lord. Oh, Saul was waiting upon Samuel to come and Samuel had said, you must wait for me. But you know, he didn't wait any longer because he got nervous and he wanted to do something himself. So he undertook something as a king that was only given to the priest to do. And so sometimes in our authority as a king, we can move forward and do something. But as a priest, we should have waited upon the Lord. Oh, I must think of other stories in the Bible where they had to wait 
or when Moses went on the mountain top to speak to God and God was explaining to him the whole tabernacle and explaining to him how he would live in the midst of his people because God longed to live in the midst of his people. And so as he was giving all these instructions to Moses and he was up there for 40 days and it took so long that the people downstairs did not want to wait anymore. And they said, this Moses, oh, it was first Moses the great prophet of the Lord, the great servant of God. But now it was this Moses, all the respect was God. They said, who knows if he's still alive? Who knows what he's doing up there? And they made golden statues, a golden calf. And they said, this is our God that has brought us out of Egypt. Oh, and it made God so angry. Can you imagine? While God was giving the plans, the blueprints, the details, how he would come and dwell in the midst of his people, they made a golden calf, a statue with their hands, with the golden rings from their noses and their ears. And they said, this is our God. Oh, Oh, dear friend, if we don't wait upon the Lord, it can make us to do crazy stuff, crazy things. When you get nervous and when you start doubting and when you start being pressed by the devil or worldly voices. But you know, Jesus, he waited upon the Lord. He did not move one hand. He did not move one miracle. He did not do one act of grace or mercy without it being derived from the Father himself. And that's how he stayed in the bosom of the Father. Oh, my dear friends, stay in the bosom of the Father. It says in Matthew 11, verse 27, that Jesus says, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. And, listen to this, those to whom the Son chose to reveal him. You need Jesus to reveal you the Father. Yes, you need Jesus in the scriptures. As you're reading his life, he said he came to show us the Father. That was one of the purposes that he came to show us the Father. The image they had of God was a God of righteousness and holiness, but it was so on one side that righteousness and holiness that they were so afraid of him, they didn't know how to get near to him. But Jesus came to show that he is that loving God gracious father who has moved heaven and earth who has given his only son who did everything necessary to be able to come near to us and to bring us near to him and we need Jesus not just out of the scriptures but we also need Jesus today oh don't think Jesus is only in our thoughts of the past but Jesus is here in actuality. He says where we are together in his name, he is in our midst. That same Jesus. When Jesus went back to the Father, the angels stood there and said, this same Jesus, not another Jesus, this same Jesus will come back again. And that same Jesus is here today in this broadcast. He's here in your home or wherever you are listening to this broadcast and he's there to reveal to you the father like no one else can reveal him to us we need him and when he is revealed to us it turns our maras into alims oh does that say anything to you some people oh they don't know what that means you know 
Was it Naomi who said, you better call me Mara because everything is bitter in my life. All has turned bitter. My sons died. My husband died. I'm bitter. But praise God, he gave her joy. He gave her joy. But if you go back to the story, as they were traveling through the desert, they came to this place with their families. They had traveled through that hot desert and they were thirsty and they needed water and there was no water. But And they came to that place And there was water there and they needed to drink water. But when they touched it to their lips, ooh, they spat it out again because it was bitter and they could not drink it. But instead of trusting the father, instead of praising him and thanking him for all he had done for them and that he was with them at that moment, they started to complain And that was a sin. Oh, they were complaining. Oh, this God, did he bring us here to kill us here in the desert? Always thinking that, oh, wish we were back in Egypt, back with the cucumbers. But Egypt was a terrible place of bondage and slavery. But, you know, they forgot the goodness of the Father. And maybe you have forgotten the goodness of the Father because you have some bitter experiences in their life. But you know, Moses, he prayed to the Lord. He said, what must I do? They are thirsty. They need water. But the water that is here is bitter. Oh, God already had the answer there. Take that piece of wood and throw it in the water and it will turn sweet. And it turned sweet. Hallelujah. And they were able to drink it and satisfy themselves. But yet they're complaining. Oh, that was a sin in the eyes of God. And they paid the price for that ultimately. And so today, maybe you are bitter. Yeah, and after this, God brought them to Elam where they had 70 palm trees and wells, etc. But let me just bring it down to this. Maybe there is some bitterness in your life because of circumstances, experiences, because things that if you would tell them, oh, we would all understand that you are bitter, but that doesn't make it right for you to be bitter. That's not what God has for you to be bitter. He wants to turn that bitterness into sweetness. And instead of complaining and and, and arguing and turning your back to God and saying, why, why, why this, why me, why such, why so, Oh, why not today? Oh, open yourself to the Father. Stand under that blue sky. Jump in that ocean of peace today and let him turn that bitterness into sweetness. It was a piece of wood that turned that bitter water into sweet water. And it is the cross of Jesus that turns all our bitterness into sweetness today. Oh, today, will you accept Jesus crucified for you? Will you accept him, his sacrifice? Maybe you say, yes, I am a child of God. But today, will you accept the payment, the price that was paid for your joy, for your healing, for your restoration, for your happiness? I'll receive it today as I pray and pray with me and say, oh God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you that you are not just my God. You are not just my creator. You are not just the supreme one and the almighty one and the all-knowing one. But you are my father. And as a father, you are a glorious, wondrous father. And I need you today, father. I don't want to complain for the pain in my life, for the sickness, for the circumstances, for the lack. I don't want to complain today, but I want to thank you that you brought me to this place, Eben I want to thank you today that you are with me while I'm here in this hour of need. And I know that you are here to help me and to bless me. Jesus paid for my life. He paid 
for every blessing to come to my life. And by his blood, I am forgiven and redeemed. And by his blood, I'm set free. And by his blood, I can receive every promise that is in your good book for me. Oh, heavenly father, make my bitterness sweet. Take away my pain. Heal me today, Lord. Restore me today, Lord. Uplift me today, Lord. Take me beyond my dark clouds and bring me in the light of your son and your blessing. Oh, Father, do a miracle in my life this hour as I release everything and every aspect of my life to you. As I step in the midst of the darkness of my life in Israel, I, I choose to step under that blue sky and jump in that ocean of peace your grace, your peace, Lord, is all I need this day. Flow, let it flow through every listener today. Bless them today, touch them today, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you. You have done it, you will do it, it will be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 